Hi, this is Chelsea, and you are listening to Foot of the Cross. You guys, I just want to start by apologizing. My focus has been off of Foot of the Cross lately because I have been doing a live feed called Coffee and Sobriety with Chelsea. And it's really getting somewhere. A lot of people are watching and listening. And I don't like being on camera a lot. Um, I do better with selfies because I have to post, you know, advertisements sometimes. And, you know, I want to be the... I want to be the face of my podcast and my live feed instead of, you know, some background scenery where, I don't know, I think a selfie and then saying something about it just makes it more personal so that you can see who I am and um, judge for yourself, you know, whether or not I look like a trusting young lady that people would want to hear and um, hear what I have to say. You know, back in the days when women weren't even allowed to preach and men, they just, they did it all. And uh, they considered women, literally, uh, they did this scientific study a long time ago I think it was between the 1950s and the 1960s and they were trying to say that the man's brain weighed so many more kilograms or whatever than the woman's brain and it was bigger and therefore they're smarter than us and um they're bigger than us and they have they're more equipped to do for instance um, business work, salesman, uh, salesmanship, that we couldn't be involved in that, and just that we were pretty much put on earth to be under the man and do the duties at home. Pop out babies and keep the house clean, do the laundry, do the dishes, and keep your mouth shut. Have no opinions. I have never really been a huge feminist, and by that, I mean, I don't go on marches and stuff, you know. Um, in my generation, because I was born in 1985, I just, by the time I was about 13 years old, you know, I just didn't really see any problems. But then, in my own way, I found out later on what it meant to be a woman and I was like wow even today women still get treated differently and uh, I see it in homes too and I don't know if the parents mean to they probably don't but I see where sometimes there will be even a younger son and an older daughter and the older daughter will have more rules then the younger son will or would. For instance, um, I've seen situations where the young teenage boy could stay up as late as he wanted or take off and go hang out with the boys. And meanwhile, the parents would keep the older sister, who is possibly, I'm going to say, between 16 and 18 at home and say, no, you're not going out tonight. 
And I understand the concept of raising our children different instead of equally because everybody's different. But I do not understand the concept of allowing the the young boy to get away with more than the girl. Because just like a girl can get pregnant, for instance, yes, I'm bringing sex into it as a, you know, way to show you uh, what I mean by all this. For instance, let's say, um, you know, they don't want their daughter to go out and get pregnant. Well, guess what? Your son can just as well go plant his seed and get another woman pregnant. I mean, isn't that just as bad if you're against underage sex or if you're a Christian and you're against um, kids having sex out of marriage? You know, they have just as much opportunity to go out there and to get laid. That's sorry if I'm offending any uh, Christian listeners out there, but I just don't know what else or how else to say it but um then I've seen it where uh my mom she said she was selling life insurance when her and my dad met my dad was selling life insurance and believe it or not she was doing a lot better than him at that time I mean she was really reeling them in so in that type of situation um, I said, how'd you do it, Mom? Why were you better then? I said, because during that time, it was still, you know, this was before the 90s and everything. How did you end up selling more life insurance than my dad? I said, because I thought really the men came up on top and the women, you know, came second. And she said, well, she said, it's another problem. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, sexism. And I said, you had, I was just joking, but I said, you had sex with people so that they would buy insurance? And she said, no, it wasn't like that. But if I was a little bit flirty or, you know, look them straight in the eye and uh, wear not a, I'm going to say it, slutty dress, but a uh, pretty dress that was ladylike, but a little fancy, meet them at a restaurant and look him dead in the eye and have him order me, you know, just one drink and sip all the way through our appointment. And by the end of the sale, I would have him, you know. And I'm not going to say by the, <laughs> on my on foot of the cross, no way. But you get, I think that you get my point. And so unless we use sex to sell, um, you know, they were, they were royally, I don't want to say screwed, but you get the idea, and it's just so sad. Um, I've seen it in other situations, you know, where the husband, uh, retires, and now he's at home all the time, and all of a sudden, all the things that the woman's been doing for years, he's now kind of taking it over and saying to the wife, you know, look, 
that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. And I'm going to use um, a scenario here that you can understand. Because, yes, I am talking about real people, but I'm not going to say any names. But, for instance, let's say um, the dishes need to be put in the dishwasher. And the wife is loading the dishwasher. I have seen where the man comes up to the woman and says, Okay, hun, you're just doing this all wrong. Let me show you how it's really done. And he'll take all the dishes out and reload the dishwasher and show her one by one, you know, whether cups, plates, or whatever, on how to load it when she's been doing it for years. So not only... Do they go out there and most of the time succeed in the career that they want, especially as a white man in America, you know? I mean, it's like winning the lottery ticket being a white man in America, or it used to be for a long time. It really was. But then coming home and retiring, and now you're telling your wife how to do what she's been doing for years? So... I don't think it really has to do with um, them so much being smarter than us, but feeling like if women were more in control, um, they would be belittled and feel less accommodating and um, feel small. And, you know, the funny thing is, is we wouldn't do that to them, but they do it to us every single day. And I guess you can't say that anymore because there are gays out there where one of the, in a woman-woman relationship, one of them considers them, themselves the male in the relationship. And it's just so funny because these uh, lesbian couples out there, they talk about feminism and how they're all for it. But then the one that considers themselves the male in the relationship eventually acts the same way that a regular man would in any marriage, you know? Um, be the one that provides for the family, expect the other one to stay at home, expect the other one to, you know, whether they adopt or plant a seed in her so that she could get pregnant, they still expect the other one to do all the same things that... The wife in a regular man and woman relationship would do. And when I say regular, please don't get offended because you know what I mean. I mean, there's just no better way to say that. Am I against gay sex? <sighs> yes. I am against myself having it. I'm against my kids having it. I'm against my parents having it. You know, I consider it a sin. The Bible says it's a sin uh, to lay... For a man to lay down with a man and for a woman to lay down with a woman, um, the Bible says it's a no because he created us. He created our body parts um, to be able to have sex with each other exactly the way that we needed to have it. And, and he made it so obvious. And not only that, where the Bible says that he created us in the womb and knew us before we were even born. I mean, that should tell you right there that you were 
created to be a boy. You were created to be a woman. And to go and change that, you're changing God's plan for your life. You are an abomination to to God and to his teachings. And it's like giving God the big finger and say, I'm going to do what I want with my body. It's not like you're getting a tattoo or a piercing and rebelling a little. And I, I have a nose ring, but I didn't get it to rebel against anything. I just, I, I have a little bit of hippie in me and, um, I'm, I'm more laid back than a lot of people think. And I like piercings. That's just something that I like. And, uh, it hasn't gotten in the way with my relationship with God. But I guarantee you that that's not the same thing as me laying down with another woman. You know, I couldn't just shove that off as the same way as I would getting a tattoo or having piercings because it wouldn't be a hobby. It would be an everyday lifestyle where you are continuously living in sin. And I know gay couples that consider themselves to be Christians, and they say they believe in the Bible, but how are you gay, and then you say you believe in the entire Bible? How? How? Because uh, you're contradicting yourself, and you are being a hypocrite amongst your peers. And amongst the people that you are telling that you are a godly woman and a Christian woman or a godly man and a Christian man. I'm go- I don't like saying things like this, you know, on here because I don't want to run off my younger listeners. But God gave a man a penis to go into the vagina. It is as simple as that. And I'm just going to call it the back door. And ladies, guys, you know what I mean. Um, He did not create the back door to have anything put back there, okay? (laughs) It is there for one use only. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. To use the bathroom. So that um, when our foods digest, we can poop. (laughs) And uh, I heard this rap song one day, and it talked about um, uh, how he loves all his ladies' three holes. And I just felt that I felt so offended by that song. And again, I'm sorry for what I'm saying, but, you know, it's just, it's just so wrong and the world has gotten worse and it's getting worse every day and I don't want my kids you know around people that believe in those types of things and I try to protect them but they know what's out there and they are still being the kids that I raised them to be and I'm so proud of them you know I can understand a little experimenting here and there because Especially in a world where a lot more people have come out and said that they're gay. Um, You know, you can get confused. Uh, 
my dad, he, he used to be scared because of the way that, um, in his mind, because he's much older, he doesn't really know how it goes out there when it comes to gay relationships or gay people. Um, when they're walking down the street, it's not like they're passing out flyers saying that you should be gay. And he, he would tell me, you know, they're screaming it and rubbing it in our faces all the time. And, uh, sorry about that. I'm getting text messages during this. And if you can hear the noise, I really am sorry. But there's no way for me to stop it at this point. And we're at a serious point in the conversation. And when I get going, I don't want any interruptions. So I hate that for you and for me. But as I was saying, though, I don't usually bring my parents into it. But uh, my dad, he is going on 80 years old. He He's, well, he's in his mid-70s. And um, he just hasn't been out there. And so his, his... Uh, vision and his version of what being gay is is going to alleys and having sex with different men letting them go down on each other and things like that or meeting up with strangers and having orgies and it's not like that I'm sure it's still going on in some places but it's certainly not happening anywhere like that in Alabama. And if it is, you know, it's underground somewhere where it's not open to us. I mean, he would tell me, Chelsea, no matter what happens, don't let them suck you in. And I said, what do you mean suck me in? And he said, well, they're like in a cult. They will try to tell you, you know, that this is the way to live and they go out and they try to um, get you to believe that being gay is okay. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, it's like when they're trying to get people into the army. They're trying to recruit you. And I said, Dad, they're not doing that. I said, nobody's ever tried to recruit me to be a lesbian. But I can see at his age how he would think that, you know. I mean, I know a lot of gay couples that have been together for years and years and years. They have kids, and they're regular people, just like me. But, um, they, and they, they don't claim to believe in the Bible. They don't claim to be Christian, so they're not being hypocrites. Um, I know, uh... One, an old friend of mine, she's always been Buddhist, and she's always said that she was gay, and she married another woman, and they now have two children, two beautiful children together, but what they don't have in their life is God, and I think that, uh, I think that some people are scared to open up themselves to God because once they do, guess what? Their lifestyles have to go out the window because you can't just pick and choose what you want to believe out of the Bible. That's called actually being agnostic, you know. 
Um, and uh, b- believe it or not, for a very, very short time in my life, that's what I called myself. Because from some religions, I would believe things, and then over here, I would believe things. So it's like agnostic is like a person that picks and chooses what they choose to believe in out of each religion. Not all of them, but it's like, okay, so I believe in thou shalt not kill. I believe in thou shalt not coveting uh, and having relations with a neighbor's wife, yada, yada. But I don't believe in this. And then they'll go to this religion over here and say, oh, yeah, I believe in that, too. That is pretty much what being agnostic is. And sadly, like I said, I claimed to be that for a little while because I wasn't totally sure if I could um, remain innocent and say that I believe in the Bible all at the same time. When I say remain innocent, meaning abide by God's rules. And uh, the fact is, is that no matter how hard you try, you are going to eventually end up sinning, whether you even know it or not. Because we're only human beings, okay? And it's so sad that there is a lot of people out there that have totally missed the point and the reason why God created them. Because they're living a lifestyle that God can't be brought into. So therefore, they're missing out on what and why they were put on the earth for. I don't want to miss out on that. God put me here for a reason. And I have two of those reasons already. One's named Nevaeh. The other one is Brayden. Those are my children, and I would I would die for them today. But I also believe that I was put here to talk to people, and I don't claim to be a prophet. I don't claim to be better than anybody else, but I do believe with all of my heart that God has led me to preach to other people. And I call it preaching now because... I don't just talk about my experiences on Foot of the Cross anymore. I also talk about uh, getting into a relationship with God and how that relationship can work according to your lifestyle. Because we, he can't arrange his ways around you. Okay? You have to rearrange your life. Around him. It's like. um, I know some people that. Believe that they can take parts of the Bible. And. Get different interpretations from it. And. That's just not true. When the Bible says something. It's very clear. Okay. You can't change its meaning. However. You can read a part of the Bible. And get something different out of it every single time. That is very possible. I know that for a fact because I've experienced that. And by doing that, I gain more wisdom. It's like fasting, okay? Except the Bible is your fruit, okay? And the more of the fruit that you put into your body the more wiser you are going to be. 
the more grown up of a Christian woman or man you will become. And God will show you your purpose. And once you've accepted the Holy Spirit into your life, there's going to be a whole nother side to God showing you why he put you here in the first place. And it's not going to be as simple as one, two, three. You know, you've got to go to him and say, God, I'm ready. I am ready to be a part of your plan. I'm ready to be the woman or man that you created me to be. And I'm ready to give up the sins that I have been doing my whole life. And I'm ready to 100% devote myself to you. Can I stand here and say today that I have 100% devoted myself to God? No. We all have our relapses. And I'm not just talking about God. I'm talking about, you know, relapsing to the world. And the world's ways of doing things. Because... Right now, we're doing a very poor job out there. I truly believe that. You know, how they handled COVID-19 was absolute crap. And it's so sad that Donald Trump, he could only do so much about it. And there's only so much we will always know about it because so many things, I believe, were, were covered up when it came to COVID-19. Um... I don't know if you know this, but, you know, when it started, uh, China said, you know, you can travel anywhere you want to. Just don't get on a plane and travel to another part of China. I mean, don't you see how it seems like they didn't care if they went somewhere else and spread COVID-19 to others? They just didn't want it. Uh, coming back to them, I mean, oh my goodness, you know, they said, go anywhere you want, get on a plane, go anywhere you want, get in a car, go anywhere you want, just don't travel to other parts of China, and um, that just comes to show you right there that they don't care about us at all, you know, and I think that uh, somebody who, a scientist, I think a scientist didn't accidentally let this go, I'm starting to truly believe that it was done on purpose, that they're doing different different testings of it and I believe that they released it but we will never know that because nobody from China is going to ever admit that they did this and you can say well it killed a lot of their own people so why would they do it to themselves honey they kill their own children and men and women every single day and for no good reason at all Okay, and for anyone that got it in China, if they found out you had it, they would, and then they found out their whole family had it, they would just bust down the door and they would kill all the kids, men and women that had it 
and they would leave them there with their bodies rotting in their apartment or wherever they lived. No funerals, nothing. Just leave them there. Bleeding, bleeding out in their home while they're sitting there eating breakfast or watching TV or whatever. You know, they would find out that this family has it and they would just go and shoot them up. Even though they weren't leaving and they were doing what they were told to do. And uh, this went on for a while. They just started shooting people, and uh, it went as far as shooting people in the streets because maybe they weren't wearing a mask or something, and they knew that person had it. Bam, you got shot. And uh, then people coming in on subway stations, uh, they would stop to get off, and all of the policia, <laughs> you know, that's what their best would say, and uh, they would totally be all suited up as if they were going amongst criminals. And these people were just trying to get off the subway in China. And they're like, no, you cannot get off here. Go somewhere else. And they're like, but we have to get home from here. And they said, we don't care. And people who started getting off, they started beating them. And this includes the children. I saw them... Um, you know, take a stick, and they were beating a 10-year-old boy that wouldn't listen and was getting off the subway with his dad. <sighs> it's just so crazy where we are in life right now. And um, I still do believe that we are in the latter days. We are in Revelations right now. You know, we don't have a lot more time to think and uh, decide, you know, what we believe in. It is now. You've got to choose. Because it's not about politics anymore. It has nothing to do with are you Republican or a Democrat. It comes down to are you a Christian or not. And that's it. Because Jesus isn't going to come down here and say, well, all the good... All the good doers come this way. You get to be in this part of heaven. No, it doesn't work out. I don't care if you save the whales, save the dolphins, pay towards all these charities, and we're nice to people every day, and you helped um, people in Africa, and like Angelina Julie, you adopted all these kids. God's going to turn around and say, depart from me, I never knew you. Because they didn't live according to God's plan. They didn't believe in him. They casted him aside their whole lives. And they didn't read the Bible. They didn't ask Jesus into their hearts. And they were atheists. And just like that, you know. So many are going to be left behind. He's going to come in like a thief of the night. And you know what? There's no turning back from that. There's going to be a seven-year period, okay, when the rapture happens, where the Christians are taken up into heaven and people are left behind. And during those seven years, the Antichrist is going to seem like he's the answer to everybody's problems and 
we don't we still do not know who the antichrist is but i believe that he is alive today um he could be anyone a lot of people actually believe that obama was a uh what was a um was the antichrist and i my instincts and me spiritually believed no it's not this guy i mean was he weak absolutely i did not consider him a strong christian and believe it or not um my brother showed me something and we checked on uh you know how you can check to see if a video or a recording's been manipulated to see if the words were changed to see if um it was edited in such a way where it looked like someone was saying something well obama's no longer president and hasn't been for some time now and he was with this small group of people and he's talking about how um I wasn't born in Hawaii. I wasn't born in the United States. Uh, everybody that assumed that I wasn't was completely right. And you know what? Um, it's really sad that I had to lie to be the president of the United States. And he said, I did it as a way to say, you know, up your, I, I got you, you know, up yours. It, it was a in-your-face Look, you guys, I'm not American, but I'm your president. And that's how he was talking. He said, yes, I lied. He said, how else um, would I have been president? And he almost was trying to say that um, the whites uh, were racist against him, at least the Republican Party of white people. I mean, I don't know how that works. I mean, if you say white people are against you, you're saying white people are against you. But no, <laughs> he's saying that um, the white people that didn't vote for him and believe in God and stuff are the ones that, uh, you know, were against him being a different color than us. And that's not true at all. But by law... You are to be an American to be our president. And he committed a huge crime. And not only that, but many, many people disappeared that a, a long time ago were trying to investigate as to whether or not he was seriously born somewhere in our country. And of course, um, the plane that they said that they took from Hawaii to America and everything, um, those flying logs, the airport logs, for that date that he gave when he arrived in America was completely gone. All the other passengers listed for all the other flights were there. But that date and the passengers that were on it, that passenger log was gone. I mean, that's not a coincidence, okay? And it was really South, South Carolina. There was a huge group of people um, in, the, in the law enforcement that was doing an investigation on him. And one by one, 
they died from some kind of sudden death. And uh, part of me tells me that that's not a coincidence. Because they really had a lot on him. And they were going to get it out there. And I truly believe that the government took care of it in a bad way where they shouldn't have. Well, not the whole government. Um, maybe it could have been Obama's personal, um, not bodyguards, but people that he had do things for him that were illegal, but he didn't want his fingers or his hands to be in it, you know. He could be rid of it because he didn't, he didn't ever have to get his hands dirty. And I believe he had other people doing it for him. Ones that didn't mind getting their hands dirty because either they got paid or promised, you know, a seat somewhere in his office and uh, promised voters. I mean, I, I totally believe that he uh, promised some people, you know, to vote for him. And this election, you couldn't just make people promise I mean, you couldn't just make promises to people to get people to get to vote for Biden. There was no way Biden was going to win. There was just no way. Trump had this election. And you people really need to wake up and understand. He really did have this election, you guys. And what they did was completely illegal to get Joe Biden in office. He's not suited to be our leader. And he's against everything that America has been working for years and years and years and years to, to give us. And that's freedom. Freedom of speech. Um, freedom to live any state that you want to stay. Uh, live, live in any state that you want to live in you know, in America, and be a Christian or whatever. And see, you, if you're listening, anyone that's against God, or if you're gay or an atheist and you hear this, let me tell you, he also doesn't give a flying flip about you either. And whether you know it or not, get ready because it's not just going to be my rights as a Christian that gets taken away. It's going to be yours too. And you just don't know it yet. Eventually, he will get his way and we will all become police states. And we'll be, um, I mean, they're trying to fight it for where we all make the same wages. And you can't tell me. You could never convince me that a surgeon and somebody working at McDonald's should make the same wages. I mean, come on. Come on. It is go that would shift uh, so many things. It's unreal. Think about how many people would go ahead and just not get a degree in law. Or get a doctorate's degree. Because what's the point if everybody makes the same wage? The economy would be... I'm saying the economy as if I'm talking about financially. But what I'm saying... What I'm talking about, the... 
the people and that we need to be doctors, nurses, lawyers, um, any health care providers, any uh, people that work for human resources. We need all of those people. We need police, policemen. But if everyone's making the same wage, a lot of people are going to change their mind about what they want to be. And we will lose a lot of the people that are doing the tougher jobs. Then what are we going to do? And he, he's wanting to turn us into Nazi Germany all over again. So you can forget about what I said at the beginning about women's rights. Now I'm talking about Christian rights. And even the people that are atheists and their rights. If I can say it, shit is fixing to hit the fan. And it is time for us to choose. Because we literally are on the field like a football field and Satan's on one side and God's over it on the other side and you've got to choose which side you're on. Like I said, has nothing to do with politics anymore because it's already been written what's going to take place and God's going to win. But during those seven years of tribulation when the Christians have been taken up into heaven when Jesus returns, you will have seven years, and in those seven years, if you find God, let's say a woman marries a man, and they were both atheists, but the wife becomes a Christian, and the man continues to stay atheist, and she preaches to him and talks to him about God all the time, and he, every Sunday, says, please come to church with me, please. I know that we were both atheists at the beginning I married you, and having the same beliefs, of course, we all know that having the same beliefs is very, very important when we get married, because otherwise, you know, you're going to have arguments all the time. You know, it's very substantial to marry somebody that has the same beliefs, because there's going to be so many cracks in your marriage that it won't last long, and it almost 100% assures you of divorce, you know? So, anyway, but let's just say, though, that the woman's going to church every Sunday, and the man never gives in. But then when the rapture happens, and all these people disappear just like that, because the Bible says that Jesus is going to come like the thief in the night, Okay? And he's going to go to her Bible is what he's going to do. There's going to be a lot of people like that. And he's going to say, I'm going to just use a cinnamon, cinnamon, I'm not saying cinnamon, but a cinnamon name and a cinnamon name and uh Let's say her name's Joanne, and he's going to say, Oh, Joanne, you were right. I should have gone to church with you all those years. You were right. And now God's come back, and 
you, you're in heaven and I'm not. And you were right. And the people like him, they're going to get down on their knees and say, God, I am so sorry for not believing all those years that my wife tried to convince me that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I am sorry, Lord. And they're going to become Christians, but they're going to have to hide out until finally the day comes where they're asked if they're a Christian or not. And if they say yes, they are going to be killed right there on the spot. And, um, you know, some people say that uh, they'll be shot or they'll be hung or whatever. I think it's going to be all of it. I think depending on what they have at that time, that there's going to be different killings. And not just from the government, but from people, too. Because you have to remember, we live in a world where there's laws and where there's police and sheriffs and all that. But what about gangs? Gangs also, they're, they're never going to go out of style. There's always going to be gangs, too. So imagine... You know, uh, God comes back and takes the Christians. Well, there's going to be gangs of people that are against God. I truly believe that. So, it's not going to have anything to do with race. It's just going to have to do with whether or not you're a Christian. And when people say they're a Christian, I believe that people are going to be hanging from trees. They're going to be uh, crucified in the middle of the street and shot. And, uh, and, uh... And like an execution, and then some people will ha have their heads completely cut off, and then I believe that there's going to be, especially if Biden, if it happens while Biden is president, I believe that there will be camps where Christians are, where people that turn into Christians are held in and can't get out and are tortured. And possibly put in gas chambers, just like in the old days with the Nazis and um, with Adolf Hitler. I mean, because this guy, he want, he's all about social, socialism and communism and... I've been bringing up little things about, you know, the gas prices going up because he messed up real bad. He uh, wanted to show the people that voted for him because a lot of people that are save the environment type of people, man, save the whales, save the turtles, you know, he promised that he would try to uh, help make the world a safer place for people to live in. And what he meant by that was, you know, I'm all green, you guys. I'm going to help save the planet. So uh, let's uh, stop the gas lines, you know, because um, the people that are for saving the world are against, you know, using gas in your vehicles because it kills and causes pollution. Well, I'm sorry, but your grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren's, even if the world is around that long, would not be able to see a world where everyone's in electric cars. First of all, right now, they're too expensive to drive. So, 
everybody that doesn't have an electric car, we're all paying the price right now because he cut us off from those pipelines. So thank you, hippy-dippity people, because he did what he promised you, but you're never going to see a good result from it. And you're possibly going to see some riots break out the more and more gas prices go up because they're only going up because he's doing what he promised those people. He wanted to show you, you know, voila, and he knows. He knows you're not going to be around to see the day where everybody is driving in a car that doesn't cause pollution. He knows that. But he wanted to show you, point blank, look, I'm doing what I promised you. So those that um, voted for Biden are probably going, look, he's already doing the things that we want him to do. And all it is, all it is, is an illusion. It's an illusion. For you to believe that you voted for the right person. And I'm sorry to tell you. But if you voted for Biden. You were dead wrong. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about me. All he cares about. Is himself. And being in power. And turning this nation into. Well what I would call hell on earth. I know that uh, we were talking about feminism and, and gay rights and all that stuff, but you know what? It all has to do with one another because now it's not. A, and, and another thing, Joe Biden is a man and he, he's, He's got health problems. I mean, my goodness. You know, it's like... You know that he wasn't voted for president. He didn't get all the votes. They knew that the only way he was going to win the presidency was if they cheated. And that's exactly what the government did. And uh, that's why... On Facebook, I'm like, hashtag, I see dead people. And I created that hashtag because I wanted people to, to open their eyes that, you know, people that weren't even alive, their votes were put in to vote for Joe Biden. People that have death certificates voted for Joe Biden. People that had already voted for Trump all of a sudden, were changed to votes for Joe Biden. And then some people voted twice or more times because of the way that it was put on the Internet and sent in the mail. I mean, that's just not the legal way to do it at all. You're only allowed to vote one time. And a lot of people were able to vote more than once. And some of them would vote under different names. And they would get paid a lot of money to do it. Whatever a lot that they thought was, 
you know. They found the most vulnerable people, and they got them to do it. And uh, it's just, we live in a very, very sorry world. And it's time for all of us Christians to stand up and say that's enough. And we've got to start praying for our country. Because, yes, we may already know the ending to this. We're going to be taken into heaven. And during those seven years, it is going to be hell on earth. Between the executions of people that become Christians and people with Bibles hiding out in their basements or wherever. And them trying to get away. From all these other people. Because they are coming. They are coming to get us. And a lot of Christians out there. Are still arguing. If we will be here. For some of the tribulation. But I, I think that. Before it gets worse. That's when right when Jesus. Is going to come back. But I can't be 100% sure. Because he said. He's going to come in like a thief in the night. And then uh, then there's going to be the few people that will believe 100% that, oh my goodness, there is life on other planets. Because Hollywood has done a great job preparing those atheist freaks that are interested, or, or atheist scientist freaks that are interested in life on other planets. And they're going to think that we were adopted. And Hollywood definitely prepared them to believe in that. From every alien movie that they ever created. And you know, there's been a lot of Christian movies made. But, <laughs> let me just put it this way. Not nearly enough at, not enough at all. I have seen people become obsessed with some of the worst movies out there. And watch them over and over again and filling their heads with complete chaos and with a neurotic way. And it'll lead them with a neurotic way of thinking. And, but if you try to get them to watch one Billy Graham tape or um, a recording of Church of the Highlands, which is what I watch on Sundays. I watch Church of the Highlands live on my Facebook feed every Sunday morning. And well, I haven't been lately, but that's what I that's what I do because I haven't started going back to church yet and I'm trying to get a, a new car where me, my daughter and son can all get in and um because I'm going back to church as soon as possible. But uh Thank you for joining me today on Foot of the Cross, and I really hope that this message didn't offend you, and if it did, I'm sorry, you know, but I 100% believe in the Bible, and if you don't, that's okay, but please keep listening, because you might get something out of it. Father God, I thank you that today's message does reach out to people and that they see where I'm coming from. I knew I, I know I skipped around from different subjects, but to me, they really all do and did have something to do with one another. But I thank you that the rest of the day is a wonderful day and that we are healthy and well. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you and God bless everybody.
Until next time, here on Foot of the Cross.